welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, privet, and mabuhe. It's really, really good to be with you again. And I know you'll be so happy you've joined us today because we have an awesome guest and that is Shahista Ibrahim who is an NLP life coach. Welcome Shahista. Thank you. Thank you um, so much Samia. It's such a pleasure to be here with you all the way from South Africa. It is really a pleasure to be a guest on your show today. I really appreciate you having me. Um, I'm so happy to have you. And please, Shaista, tell us more about who you are and what you do. Okay, my pleasure. Um, so I am an NLP life coach. Um, had a few vocations over the years, but this is what I'm quite happy with. Alhamdulillah. So I do NLP coaching, which is to do with processes and trying to change the subconscious mind. I work with kids as well. I do a bit of bars, which is a different modality from something called access consciousness. Um, I do something called an energetic facelift. I do a bit of body talk. I do, I'm a cupping therapist and a practitioner. So I teach and facilitate people to become cupping practitioners. I teach massage. Um, I teach Indian head massage. So I'm trying to evolve in trying to be a little bit more of a very integrative, holistic approach to health. Alhamdulillah. So you're working on the physical health, working on the mental and emotional. So together, just letting somebody be the best they can in all aspects of their life. Yes, that is awesome and amazing. And I love it because, you know, I find that... uh, this integrated holistic approach to health and wellness is so important because ultimately we are just one person and everything in our system is so interconnected and so interdependent i know more and more now thankfully even in the mainstream uh medical system this awareness is starting to grow uh but um I know, like, for example, when I was younger, <laughs> growing up, and, um, like, really growing through some real challenges in terms of my health and wellness, um, this is, like, maybe uh, now, I mean, 20, 30 years ago, you know, uh, this kind of integrated holistic approach, at least the environment that i was in it wasn't being talked about there wasn't there didn't seem to be so much awareness of it i was mostly in the hands of western medical doctors and um first of all they had 
all kinds of difficulty even diagnosing what was wrong with me and then finally they made some diagnosis and they started some treatments which helped a little bit but not a whole lot and uh, what I realized later on, because, um, you know, as I actually started to get better, it was, uh, took me like a good 10, 15 decades, uh, not decades, years of treatments uh, to get, actually start feeling better. And the reason for that was that a big component, as it turned out, in terms of why I was getting so sick and not so healthy in the first place was because of mental trauma and emotional trauma issues that were not addressed at all uh, in the medical system that I was being processed through. And until I started, um, you know, working on my mental, emotional health, my physical health didn't start to improve either. So it's like, it's just really, really amazingly strange to me now, knowing what I know and having experienced what I've experienced that everybody like in terms of the medical profession and and the health and wellness profession is not about taking an integrated uh, approach and a holistic approach to health and wellness it's just a, it's just so so strange to me now i think when you know what you know and because information is so relevant out there now um you can't imagine another way you know and you think that and that's the best way because mm. like you so correctly said we are so integrated and our entire body i mean when you learn about uh, physical issues and how they come up at the end of it all at the bottom the root of it all is always some emotional trauma mm -hmm. and you know i had a very similar experience i used to do nlp alone and i was quite happy working on the mental state of people working on their subconscious mind and that's why i love nlp because you you know you're physically changing the subconscious which is great and um and i tell people that your mind if you think about it like your cell phone it's very there's so many you know there's so many things there's so many facets to it there's so many things happening but if your cell phone had to stop working we don't talk to it we don't just leave it there and hope that it gets better like you go in and you give it in and you want it fixed you know and it comes back with a sort of a warranty so our minds are exactly the same and that's why nlp works but when I did that for a while, I noticed that people are starting to feel better, but I felt like I wasn't dealing with their bodies because they still come in with a little bit of pain or things that were trauma that were sitting in their bodies from such a long period of time. And then I said, you know, let me, let me, I want you to get into more of the little bit of a body uh, processes as well. So I've done quite a few modalities that deal with body and with mental state. And when you deal with it together, then you notice that people really, really start not only just feeling better in their mind, but their bodies show it as well. Like, you know, you'd I'd have somebody leave and say, like, for the first time in like 12 years, my knees don't hurt anymore. And mm -hmm. then they, and at the same time, they actually feel like they've got, you know, they look at life and sometimes they walk out of my office and say, how does it look brighter today? Does the sun, you know, it's it just like everything just looks better because Alhamdulillah, I think it is great that you can start seeing life what it needs to be. And that's why I am so grateful to have found this modality because you can change lives. And and just much like you, I've also had, I, I also have at the moment some health issues. Um, 
and the doctors have have diagnosed me with uh, you know I had hepatitis A it caused a lot of liver cirrhosis I mean people that drink a lot have liver cirrhosis and it's and I've never taken a drop of alcohol in my life and now you've got 80% of my liver that is just dead but because it's a regenerative organ that the 20% that's well like it it really is what's keeping me going so when i when you work on your mindset then you actually you know you can deal with that and the body actually says but i don't need a transplant i don't need to go into hospital as often and that's why i feel like i need to be my own example because i can tell my clients then that look you know because some of them come with the weirdest problems and shame and some people really have a lot of issues and so much of trauma and they keep thinking that because you're the coach you've got all the answers you're supposed to have this perfect life because you know better and yeah. then you i have to tell them but this and this is happening in my life and this is what's going on in my body and this is a sign of like my trauma from a long time ago and this is how i'm dealing with it so i may look like i've got certain answers but it doesn't mean that we are beyond going through those issues but it's how i'm dealing with it that's helping me to have this positive mindset and keep telling myself that you know things are going to get better and i'm fine and as long as we carry on this way things will always be good and try not to let it um you know bring you down and stop you from living a normal life and and doing things that you love and when you have that going for you i think it just makes a difference because you feel that like you're fine and you're normal and you can carry on so even as coaches um who seem to supposedly have everything in place go through some of the trauma as well and we have to find ways to deal with it also hey thanks for tuning into this episode hope you're getting value out of it for your information this episode has been sponsored by the happiness 101 program are you a change maker coach trainer or healer are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers the happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease interested book a free happiness 101 exploration call with me your happiness expert samia vano just use my online calendar link in the show notes now back to the show yeah you just brought up some really amazing insights um Okay, so I have been thinking about talking to you about a somewhat different topic, but this is what's come up. So, this is what we're going to talk about. So, you know, dealing with like challenges, um like let's stick to this health context um issue because this is like in some ways um you know, very concrete um kind of a challenge that you know it's like there's something that um you know you can see feel touch uh that there's something that's not quite right 
in your body and uh, like with mental emotional trauma sometimes you know it can be like oh i don't know am i better am i not better i mean uh, people can struggle to evaluate how good they're doing and so forth but, but if you have like a physical condition then usually there's more ways to like measure your level of uh, wellness or sickness and uh, measure the progress that you may be getting in terms of you know so i mean i just say all that to say that um you know when when we do have something that goes wrong so to speak in our body and you know we are practitioners of holistic healing and all of that kind of good stuff and we are okay we're like okay let us be our own best um practitioners <laughs> and practice what we are preaching on ourselves um that is um uh, really cool that is really cool uh and i i know like for me sometimes um that is when um the some it's like in um, what what's the point there's like a few different points that i want to make um the one that's floating on top okay so there's a few but the one that's floating on top is one um i actually also recently went through a little health event where you know i developed this like pain in my hip now theoretically i've had this like issue that you know the pain comes back every few years and uh this time around it's been like it's been longer than usual uh since it's come back and this time more clearly than ever before i must say i've been realizing that there is a mental emotional connection to not just my feeling the pain but to how quickly it's been resolving or not because <laughs> the experience that i've been having uh in this round of this pain emerging is uh cuz now i do different kinds of um spiritual healing processes also and i do these really powerful healing prayers and uh, the the really interesting um experience that i had this time around <laughs> was that i started feeling the pain i was like okay i'm going for uh, i'm going to do my healing practice so i did the healing practice i did the healing prayer and the pain went away and i was like yay <laughs> but then like one or two days later the pain came oh, back yeah. yes and so then i did the same thing i did my healing prayer again and the pain disappeared but then it came back and then uh what happened is that i got into um uh you know like the this this kept happening where i would do my healing prayer i would feel better but then the pain would come back and i was like and then i didn't immediately want to associate and admit why it kept coming back but it's because i was i got angry i had a i had a um fight with somebody and i got angry and i and i wasn't 
willing to let go of the anger entirely. Like there was still a, some part of the anger. Uh, and even after I calmed down the anger, there was still like some hurt feelings that were underlying the anger. And so I, even after I let go of the anger in terms of the feeling, the hurt was still there. And behind the hurt, there was judgment, right? And that is what I was really struggling to let go of, the judgment and the hurt feelings that caused that judgment. And I realized, oh my gosh, this is why the pain keeps coming back because no matter how many times I go through the healing prayer, when I allow myself to slip back into the judgmental mindset, the pain comes back. And so it's only when I'm like, okay, so instead of focusing on, oh, I have this pain in my hip in the context of my healing process, I'm now like, okay, I'm going to focus on releasing the judgments and the hurt feelings. And I must say, ever since it's just been a few days since I've uh, admitted to this as the core problem and shifted into this mindset that I'm definitely now starting to feel like the, the pain is still just a little bit, little bit there, but I can feel it getting getting better and I can feel it um, like getting better, not just like in a. Um, and the fact that it's happening for me slowly, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take my time <laughs> because it's really important that I get rid of this from the root, you know? Absolutely. So. And pain, pain is a, our body's way of talking to us. Yeah. Like a lot of times we feel a certain discomfort, but mm. we ignore it, you know? And I think a lot of females, like we kind of say it's not serious, I'll deal with it. You take a panado or, you know, the paracetamol, you take some kind of medication and the pain disappears. And you think that it's okay, it's fine, I can deal with it. And the next time the pain comes, it's a bit more severe. But again, you know, so we tend to just ignore and the body's way of literally telling us that something's going wrong yeah. is by giving us pain because that's the only time we pay attention. So when you actually got to a, a level of pain in any part of your body, that's where you really have to pay attention and actually say, now I need to sort this out because from here, it just gets worse and worse if it's not addressed. And the amazing thing is with the amount of studies that have happened recently uh, over the years, we can now pinpoint literally what emotion is sitting in which part of the body. And I think that is just totally amazing because, you know, there was a, a lady that had made an appointment with me on, on WhatsApp and we, um, we agreed that she'd come to the office and I just knew her name, but she sat down and she came in a little bit late and she was in a frenzy and um, I'm so sorry I'm late and I, I was rushing to get here and oh my gosh, I have such a bad headache. And so she just said that we hadn't even talked about her surname or uh, that was it. You know, she sat down and that's what she said. And I thought, here's an opportunity. So I said, okay, so who's not validating you? Who in your life is not making you feel important? And she was shocked. And she looked around, looked at her and she said, who have you been speaking to? How do you know this? Right. And for me, when you get a headache, 
that's a sign that you're not being validated. And as human beings, our core value is for someone to validate us. I mean, as kids, when the kid does, you know, crinkly nose or knows how to smile or laugh, when we clap hands and we tell the child and they clap hands, and so we validate them and then they want to show us more of the cute things that they do. So at the base of human core level, um, being made to feel important is so significant for us. And anyway, as we spoke and I said, no, nobody spoke to me. I just know that headaches mean this, you know, and she said, yes, I'm, that's why I'm here. I'm not dealing with it. Um, I'm married about four years now. I'm still living with my in-laws, but I can't, I don't feel like the home is my home. I'm told every single day what I need to do, what I need to cook, how I need to do it. I'm not at peace. Um, nobody makes me feel important. No matter how much I do in the house, it never feels like I'm doing enough and I can't take it. I'm getting migraines now, right? So it was actually so bad for her. So we worked on her self-esteem. We worked on her level of validation. And because the thing is, you can't change people. You can't change somebody to love you and force them to be there for you. You've got to sometimes be there for yourself, right? Yeah. And so that was that was the way we actually handled her coaching and brought her to a level of, okay, I'm important. And the minute she kept on saying that, you know, and, and releasing everything and all the trauma and the way she was feeling and the way they made her feel... It, the the headaches got better to the point that she was she could manage them and so people will say okay so the doctor would say sometimes you're dehydrated that would also lead to a headache if you have too much of dairy sometimes that also leads to a headache you know um, so you have those physiological um, issues but at the core of it all is always an emotion you know mm-hmm. and um and and once i had um just a, an example i had a client she came in right ankle completely swollen she was limping for like months she was limping she couldn't walk and she said okay i'm coming in i just i you know i heard about what you do let's just let's see what comes up you know and i said yeah well that's it i mean i'm just a practitioner let's see what comes up in any case we worked on her trauma and what came up was that um she was having issues with her father-in-law and um and so because when it is right so this is an amazing thing about the body and this is some something quite interesting for your for the listeners um that if it's anything is on the right side of the body it is always somehow related to some male in your life like it could be a boss it could be a, your husband it could be a brother it could be a son it could be some male related issue and then always shows up on the right side of the body and when you have something related to your mother a female co-worker um, any female in your life and you've got some a fight some issue some something somehow the body always lets it out on the left side of the body so there is just a genuine sign so when she came in with a right ankle I told her listen there's some male issue in your life and when it's an ankle it's about not being able to move forward right because legs are about taking us forward in life and she said, nah, you don't know what you're saying. And then we would go through this entire session. And at the end, I said, you know, this is it. I think, I'm like, I think it's your father-in-law because we, we went through this whole thing. And she said, I can't believe but you're correct. So her father-in-law stays somewhere that's 600 kilometers from where she stays. But every single weekend, he calls them. And he'll say, what are you guys doing this weekend? And they say, well, they have to answer. And they say, we're going shopping. And he would say, again? But didn't you go shopping last week? What do you need this week in your house? So from 600 kilometers, he was dictating to them what they should be spending on. 
And she kept on telling her husband, you don't have to tell your father everything. And her father, you know, he thought it was disrespectful. So he'd answer every single question to his dad. And that was sitting in her, in her ankle. And the minute we walked, we, we worked through it, she could walk. She could walk better without a limp. And she was so amazed at how amazingly connected the body was that she never considered that her ankle pain that it caused her to limp was related to her father who was sitting so far away. So, you know, I, I just find that it's always amazing that the body, once you understand it, you get so many answers from it and that you can actually, like you say, when you're accepting certain emotions, when you're willing to deal with certain things, like the pain starts to dissipate and you start feeling better and it heals itself. It's just, you know, it's it's a beautiful tool. I think our creator's a master creator because when you see how it's built, how it is, how it can manage itself, like you just, it really, it's just, it's a wow. You know, it's really fascinating. Yeah, it's like, um, like you said, Part of, I think, the learning that we can strive for in this life is to understand better how our bodies work, how our minds work, how our, because when you understand your inner self and, and the workings of your inner self, you know, uh, there's something really profound about that in the sense that um, in terms of uh, connecting that understanding to what is the purpose of our lives here why are we here to live and you know like for me it comes down to uh, we are here to learn things each one of us has maybe different lessons to learn but we all are here to learn something or the other in our lives and the challenges that pop up in our lives you know is uh, uh, you know right now we're talking about these health challenges um they pop up for the reason of actually helping us to learn the lessons that we need to learn it's like i need to learn to let go of the anger and the and even more than the anger the judgments and the hurt feelings that are underlying the anger with regards to the specific issue that you know i'm dealing with uh, right now because like it's not a universal problem for me there's lots of other issues where i don't get angry anymore i don't get upset anymore um like one of my biggest wins i think in that context is uh when uh, you know i'm living in america and here you know we have been dealing with a lot of islamophobia you know I moved to America right before uh, 9-11 happened, the terrorist attacks um, that happened. And there was this huge spike um, in, you know, Islamophobia and anti-Muslim um, uh, kind of incidents and racism that, you know, Muslims in America had to deal with. And then, you know, got better after a while and then there was another spike and you know so it goes up and down up and down and these days we're definitely you know going through one of those periods where there's more islamophobia happening again and more anti-muslim sentiment happening again and um i just whatever i hear 
it doesn't make me angry anymore. It doesn't make me upset anymore because I've come to realize so deeply that it's not about me. Well done. <laughs> and it's not even about my religion, not really, because the things that people uh, say they hate and that they are protesting, um, they're not really truly a part of Islam as I know it and as I live it and as I love it. They are protesting and hating things that actually I'm like, you know what? I hate violence too. I would never support or condone, um, you know, some uh, killing of innocent people or, you know, this and that. And so what you hate, I actually hate that too. And I don't believe in that too. So we're actually... <laughs> on the same page in that way you know and because i've realized this so deeply um but you know the it, it doesn't bother me anymore in terms of you know feeling angry and things like that i mean i can still recognize that okay this person doesn't have the full information about islam and muslims and Maybe there's something I can do to educate them uh, or share my experience, my perspective with them. And hopefully that helps them uh, start to feel better and have more empathy and compassion for Muslims in general. But, you know, that's a separate issue than how it makes me feel and how I react, you know. So I know from experience that it's possible. Yeah. But I think that is such an important point you bring up because in every aspect of our lives, we're always going to have somebody who's not going to like something that you do. We're always going to have somebody that's going to have a problem with something that you're saying. We always, we have those people that are your, not maybe not even haters, but people that don't like you for whatever particular reason. And when you're a person that's a people pleaser, when you're somebody that always considers that somebody's opinion of you must be good, that you try hard to please them, you try hard to make them like you, that person always has a lot of issues. Like, because you always trying your best and, and when people don't accept you, you try even harder. And then they don't accept you again and you try harder. So their entire lives are about convincing other people to like them and to validate them and to think that they're good enough, right? And a lot of our issues come from that because every time somebody doesn't say something good, we internalize it and we say, oh, that's true. I am like that. So if they don't like something that about me, then I must be like that. And that's how almost 70 or 80% of the world is. I mean, I've been coaching for over 12 years. I've seen almost thousands now of people, of you know, clients over the years. And this is the biggest problem we have. My husband said this to me, and it must be true. My in-laws say that to me. And you're saying that you come across all these hate uh, and violence and the behaviors and you actually think to yourself I'm not going to take it personally anymore like I'm not going to make it about me and that is one of the most mature wonderful um, ways that we can handle people's behavior and you know one day I watched a little video and it was so pertinent so the lady says okay I speak Spanish so what if I swore you in Spanish you know would you take offense to it and it was like no i don't understand spanish so you could swear me in the worst language in the worst way i still i wouldn't get offended because i wouldn't know what you're saying 
So she says, well, why do you still take it personally? But even if I'm saying it in English, because you should be knowing, you know, that much about yourself to actually take it personally or not. You need to know who you are. Mm. And you got to say, well, that's your opinion of you. Like you've really got to be that kind of person that says, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way about me, but it's okay. It's your opinion. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be mine. But what we do as most human beings is we take that, we internalize it, we play it in our mind like this horror movie that just depletes us of happiness and energy and any goodness because we literally playing that over and over and then we start believing that about ourselves mm. and then you start getting depressed like how can they see me that way how can they believe that i'm like that yeah. whereas and then everything that people say you you feel it's a personal attack and when you do that those people that try so hard to please others are the ones with the most amount of trauma because you literally got to undo all this terrible behaviors and terrible beliefs that they have about themselves and mm. then you've got to teach them how to be strong and resilient and actually tell themselves like it's just an opinion i don't have to take on your opinion it's that's all it is and mm. you know it's it, it's it's that i know myself i know what i'm worth i know what i believe in and when you have that mindset you know that people take you far more seriously people respect you a lot more because you have that inner respect for yourself so i love that because that is a lot of the basis of why people come my husband said this to me um, my mother in law does that my sister did my mother mother trauma oh my gosh that's on another level my mother doesn't phone me as often as she phones my sister so what like it's okay find somebody else to talk to like why do you take everything personally why doesn't she treat me the same like if we asked questions all the time about why people behave the way we do we'd still never get the answers because we can never explain why people do the things they do all it does it just brings you so much of hurt because you think you're not doing enough or you're not good enough person or your mother doesn't love you and that leads to a lot of pain like if you think of anger like you're specifically talking about anger would sit normally in the liver or the gallbladder okay and um and that's why i have well seriously liver issues because i've had suppressed liver um suppressed anger over my life um my parents never got along my mother left my father i don't know how many times it was very traumatic as children my brother and i have exactly the same um symptoms exactly when we go to the doctor the doctors are baffled because we've got identical issues and they said we've never seen that in a brother and sister like not identical in this particular way when it comes to ill health and we say well we grew up in the same household it would make complete sense you know and they like medically they don't know how to explain that but holistically and emotionally i know it makes complete sense to me so people need to become resilient where you really need to grow a bit of a thick skin and say who am i i need to know myself so well because the day i do then nothing about other people's opinions um bothers me ever again you know i can take it seriously if i choose to to improve myself but it doesn't have to be to the point where i'm losing sleep over it yeah so okay this last thing that you just said it brings up a question for me that i would love for your love your feedback on because um you know like when other people um are expressing their opinions um and it impacts you i mean you know it it is what it is um 
do you um is um is there a role uh for or like how do you separate between um at a especially like at a mental emotional level and how we're feeling about what we hear people say um where they there may be some legitimacy to their perspective um where there may be some feedback in what they're saying that we could benefit from and so to take that feedback and use that to help us improve ourselves and at the same time to leave aside the negative aspects of the emotions that they're projecting or those parts of their opinion that are not valid um uh so so for example like um i remember now uh, this was like again many years ago and i remember uh going to see a doctor and my mom and my sister were there at the same time they were uh, we all went together and the doctor was basically um we were all going to take turns to see the doctor uh that's why we were all there together and when it was my turn uh my mom said to the doctor about me that samia has mood swings and I, my immediate reaction was no i don't and then my sister was like yes you do and i was like no i don't <laughs> and um and so then uh they started to give some examples of like times when they perceived me to have mood swings and uh again my immediate reaction was no i don't because i did not like that idea of me having mood swings so i wanted to resist that um but you know i mean now looking back i can see oh actually i can see the validity in their perspective <laughs> <laughs> that you know but in any case the point is sometimes what people are saying about us to us even if you don't uh, like it or it, it doesn't immediately strike us as true about ourselves sometimes there can be some validity to to their perspectives so um is there a a, a way that we can sort of be introspective in a way where we can separate out what's true and what's not true and take what's true and uh leave aside what's not true i think that's an important thing because that can be possible right there's there's definitely the element that that is um so when we mature enough and when you know as a person that we always have room for improvement i think that becomes easier to take a little bit of what people say 
But before that happens, you I, I always believe that if you know who you are intrinsically, like I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, I know what's good for me, I know what's not good for me, I know how I behave in certain behaviors, uh, and I know how I can react in certain situations. So when you're very comfy with who you are and you actually aware because human nature is such and i studied something called life print which is a behavior analysis right and i do that for always all my clients so i can literally give you a 99.9 percent behavior pattern that you would have in a when things are going well so it's a proactive behavior and when you get something called a reactive behavior and the funny thing is i have people sitting here um sometimes couples and they like married for 20 odd years and when I do a behavior analysis, because I feel that it's exceptionally important to know who you are, some of the like some of them will say, I didn't realize I'm like that, but you're right now that I think about it. So mm-hmm. I, I still believe that sometimes, even though we could be living with ourselves for 30 years or 40 years, we forget who we are, or we're not even aware of every part of us, you know, of every facet of how we behave. So when you understand you. And when you understand what you are, it kind of helps to separate that because then you can take some validation from that and you say, okay, so I hear you on this point, I hear you, but that one, no man, that can't be me. But then, you know, when I think about that, it's, it's sometimes there is an element of truth and this is why we did a, an exercise and this is a beautiful exercise for anybody to do. So we have, we always call it the t-shirt exercise because it's a plain piece of paper with like a t-shirt drawn on it, right? And it's got a column in the middle. So the one side says, um, um, uh, how I see myself, okay? And the other one says, how others see me. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you, Samia, so when we were doing our coaching and we would first, you know, you had to know a lot about yourself. You had to heal part of yourself because you can't get a client sitting and you're crying. doesn't make you very professional when you look that way, right? But I, we all, so we all had to do this. And I thought, yay, I'm a great mother. I'm always sacrificing for my kids. I have a great sense of humor. So my kids are just going to write all these wonderful things because how I see myself, I wrote it down. And then I sent the paper along and I said, just be honest because this is an exercise that I need to do because I want to learn about myself. And my kids wrote stuff. And when I looked at it, I couldn't believe because how we see ourselves from our perspective Sometimes people don't see it that way. Like they really just don't. And my kids were oh, she's a bit impatient, um, sometimes favors the small brother. Like, and I'm thinking, where is all this coming from? You know, it was actually, <laughs> and I remember now, it was like so hurtful. And I'm thinking, I have been living in my own absolute world because I thought I'm this amazing mom. And here they've got like 10 different, and each one of them had different things to say. But so I always believe that when you see that particular exercise, you realize that other people perceive you differently. Mm. So if they had to give you feedback, I, I, I feel that we should take everything that they say seriously because the way people see us is not the same as we see ourselves. Mm. So we've got to be open to the idea if we want to improve on ourselves and we've got to say, okay, I understand where they came from, but it's also helpful if they explain themselves because yeah. How a person tells you something is how you're going to react because we all have defense mechanisms, right? We all want to defend ourselves. So I always tell my clients, if you're going to speak to somebody, you have to have a lot of wisdom when you're saying it. 
you have to do it in the most beautiful manner and the most important you've got to use the i like i feel that not you this and you that because the moment we do that we put up our defenses and we say who are you to tell me that right i mean that's human nature so people they want to change us and people they want to make us aware of our behavior they have to do it in the nicest manner because that's the best way that we perceive it that's mm-hmm. the best way that we'll actually say ah okay thanks for bringing that to my attention but yeah. if they were like you this and you that and point that finger and you know that kind of behavior automatically we will close up because that's normal human nature yeah. so i i think it's important firstly to know who you are and also then to be open to the idea of learning about how you can improve yourself because that's the only way we can become better if we were just stuck in i'm perfect i mean when we my kids did that exercise with it would have been easy for me to say well you guys just don't appreciate me you don't care about me i sacrifice my life i sit at home you know taking care of you i drive you around and this is what you think of me it would have been easy for me to do that right and just carrying on being the mom that i wanted to be but in order to improve on who i was and improve on being better for them i had to pay attention and i had to say okay so i don't see it that way but they do so let me do something about it so the most important is to be open to being introspective yeah. and open to change and open to being more um, a better version of who you are and even if it's and it's painful i can just i can tell you it is painful because you think you're always doing the best and you're always doing the right thing and people tell you your good is not good enough it doesn't feel good but i believe that we should thank those people and say thank you because because of your insight because of your you know your um, opinion because of how you see me it helps me come better so so there's there's definitely different elements and if we want to improve on other people then please we've got to do it in a good manner we've got to be kind and compassionate when we say it. and one day when we talk about communication you know we can really talk cuz words are only 7% of communication the rest is you know your facial expressions and body language and those kind of things so if somebody is telling you that in the most horrific manner you definitely just going to say i don't talk to you because that's not how i like to be spoken to you know so there has to be an element of goodness and genuineness and caring and compassion when you're trying to change a person yeah yeah um yeah i it, it is it takes i th- a lot of uh maturity and wisdom to um get to a place where like i think about some of the greatest um models that we have of people who lived with peace and non-violence um uh, you know and i think what really distinguished them and what allowed them to be so peaceful and uh non-violent in their behavior towards um others is because they it's like uh, had developed this ability to see the real issue and let go of everything else that was not important so if 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 someone see the real issue in terms of what's really going on for them that's making them behave that way like if somebody is not expressing themselves in a beautiful way <laughs> to be able to sort of <laughs> look past um 
the surface level of how they are behaving and to be able to see beneath that their pain and their hurt and but also to hear and uh, to separate um, you know what they're saying that is valid good valuable feedback um, and what is just you know a reflection of the anger and the hurt so that that's just a skill i think we can all strive to develop more and more and get better and better at um, absolutely it yeah. is you know and and the thing is i think it depends on who it comes from as well like yeah. if it came from someone close to you you'd be more inclined to listen because maybe you spend more time with those people maybe they know you better um you know there's there's some then element of truth and you should be paying attention because you want to improve your life with them but mm-hmm. if i had a long lost friend and somebody who i met very you know very seldomly and she didn't have good things to say about me i'd be less inclined to pay attention to her because i mean you really we will literally meet once in a while every time you see me you've got something to say like it's okay i wouldn't probably take her too seriously yeah. but if it was somebody that was very close to you um your relationship with them was something that was important to you i would definitely take a little bit of interest in what they had to say because again i don't think you know we 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 perfect i think we all have room for improvement um and i think if you seem to take somebody with seriously and show some kind of effort in what they had to say you would only improve your relationship because relationships are based on how much of effort you're willing to put in mm-hmm. and if one side does everything the other side does nothing then you wonder about how one sided does this person feel the same way about you that you do for them because it's in the actions right everything's the actions words are very easy so when we actually say okay if that's what you said about me i may not fully believe you but i'm going to try to meet you even few steps or just even a quarter way along the path and they see some kind of effort on your part i just feel that it just enhances your your closeness your relationship the way you handle each other and effort shows that i care i am willing to you know meet you halfway or come and take you seriously enough and um and i think that that's something that's all important because we all want better relationships yes yeah that's true you know what you were just sharing made me think about uh another really important aspect of this whole dynamic is that um you know uh, definitely the kind of relationship you have with this other person is so important both in terms of of how you feel in the first place but also how you proceed um in in the long term in terms of how you respond and so forth and how much effort you put in to um making things better uh with someone that's close to you the relationship is important to you uh so you want to put in that uh effort and that time i think one of the things that becomes really important also it's like uh, earlier you were saying one of our core needs is to feel validated you know uh, and i think that like for me i might use a somewhat different word that you know we want to feel loved um you know like and and not just loved 
in any which way but we want to feel unconditionally loved you know i i have learned this lesson uh in my life uh you know where i remember uh you know a time in my life when i was highly traumatized because i'm a survivor of child sexual abuse and for many many years i didn't tell anyone about being abused and um in that time you know i was carrying all kinds of shame and guilt uh inside and because of that i didn't feel lovable i didn't feel worthy of being loved and so even though for example i was surrounded by loving family members i especially you know felt this with my mom where my mom you know she's the kind of person who just um loves to show her love uh in so many different ways hugging kissing making food for you doing all kinds of little big things and um so so on the one hand i could see that my mom loved me but you know the thought i kept having which was really depressing was that if she really knew me like if she knew how dark i am on the inside then she wouldn't be able to love me and i'm not actually worthy of her love and so you know i um and so what happened with that it was like it made me realize that it's not enough for my mom to love me i need to know that she can love me as i am even with all my darkness and my shame and my guilt so in some ways until i got to the point where i was able to tell her about what had happened and then she was like i still love you there there was this anxiety and it sort of kept a sort of barrier between me and my mom you know so until i could be sure that she loved me unconditionally um there was this 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 barrier so it's just um um you know when when we are in conflict with anyone whatever they're expressing whatever we are expressing if we can remember or realize or recognize or hopefully you know that it's true for the relationship that we have unconditional love for each other then we can get through anything you know whatever is going on whatever things we might say to each other we can get past it uh, we can work through it if we can be sure that we love each other unconditionally we are committed to the relationship in that way so you know yeah i'll just stop there cuz then i'll <laughs> i think i think you were remarkable really because something like that can change you for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and i've seen young girls who really just go off the handle who don't see goodness in themselves who don't see anything good in life who really don't feel like they need to be here they go in major depression and the saddest part is they don't have people that are there for them because a lot of people go through i don't believe you it can't be true because you know there's so much of different elements to it so yeah. firstly you know i mean the fact that 
you you've come such a long way that shows absolute human brilliance resilience um how we can overcome anything i mean i really admire that about you and not just you know having that experience but taking it on and saying i'm going to make a difference in the world i'm going to do something that's going to help people in whichever way because that's what this podcast is to alhamdulillah it's beautiful it's 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 wonderful that you're giving back and um and it and you're absolutely right like it's so important to have people on your side because i know the anxiety i can understand the anxiety that goes with it because will she believe me will they not will they be on my side will they not are they you know because it's this whole um whole issue going on in your own mind at that time about whether it's the right thing to do whether it's the wrong thing to do and you're trying to keep this big secret and it it's such a big thing that it really makes your heart heavy you're not seeing any goodness anywhere else because there's so much and the shame and the guilt that young girls feel unfortunately which is nothing to do with them but it's you know it, it's just something that they do so really it's so commendable that you can you know that you are who you are that you've come such a long way that you make a difference in the lives of people that you are um who you are and i think that is so special really and it just shows again with the right people on your side anything is overcomable if that's even a word and everything is possible and when you got support from the you know sometimes you just need that one person that really pushes you that stands behind you that loves you that shows it to you and the most important is you have to be willing to receive like a lot of people find that they have you know they have good spouses or they have great parents but because they carry something within themselves that is so closed off and so dark that they're not willing to be open to receiving and i think you know that's where you got to really work with those people with those clients and tell them that like whatever's happened in your life whatever it could be it has nothing to do with you and like we say you know hate the sin not the sinner so you're still a good person a bad thing may have happened mm. to you but that doesn't make you bad it mm. doesn't make you horrible it doesn't make you terrible it mm. just makes something bad happen to you that's it and if you can get them to see it like that and i know it sounds very simplistic when we're saying it but when you in it is so different yeah but it just helps that you see goodness in yourself because Um I mean I I have women that come here and they're over 50 years old and they have never had a close relationship with either parent right and that's where trauma starts really speaking in in your childhood normally between the ages of 0 and 7 and they're sitting at 50 and this woman can't see any good in themselves and yet they mums of doctors and children who have done really well at varsity or in life generally you know settled and moved on and they grandmothers but somehow because of something that happened such a long time ago that mm. they lived a life where they gave everything of themselves but couldn't receive mm. and then the time comes with the children leave the home there's an empty nest syndrome and they finally have time to deal with themselves and they don't know how because yeah. everything is escapism you know let me indulge my kids let me full put my full attention on their education on the grandchildren on something on my husband because everything not to deal with themselves but yeah. the only thing you do is prolong your own trauma when you do that which people don't realize and then they coming at 50 and these women feel nothing for themselves they get no pleasure out of life they have all the money they don't feel like traveling they don't know what their favorite color is their favorite food is 
Mm. And it's very sad. That's because they haven't healed what needed to be healed at that time. And all it did is festered over the years. Now they've got arthritis. They've got, you know, so many different illnesses that come out of it. They don't see. So the sooner people know that there's some trauma that needs to be healed, the sooner you do that, the better off you are. It doesn't have time to stagnate and get heavier and get um, you know, really play a huge part in getting your body into a space where you don't want it and ill health and dis-ease and, you know, all of that. Like, so so it's it's very commendable, alhamdulillah. And, and I think it's beautiful. And like I said, one person to show you unconditionally, no matter what happened to you, I love you and you're going to be okay. And the minute you've got that, you know, somebody patting on the back, you just know in human nature is we're resilient. We, we, we change, we go with the flow, we can pick ourselves up. I mean, every single person in life has been through something or the other. And, you know, we just get up and get going. Every day is a new day. So I think that's very, very commendable. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, you know... Uh, <laughs> I keep wanting to ask you more questions and talk about more things. And I think we are like way over time. We need to wrap up for today. But that was a beautiful uh, thought on which for us to uh, sort of begin to wrap up. Do you have any last thoughts Shaista, that you would like to share? Um, firstly, I really want to thank you for this. This has been such a special podcast for me and you know we, we thought about one topic and you know we just went in a different direction mm-hmm. but I always say that sometimes you know we just need to go with the flow because there are people that need to hear this as well um, mm-hmm. my last parting shot would be that everybody out there who's going through any kind of difficulty work on it there are books to help you there are coaches to help you there's ways to get by it like I don't think in this day and age anybody needs to sit with anything anymore and not get on with life because I don't have time Why? or you know you have these little um, uh, excuses but the excuses are just basically you thinking that you're not worthy of being more than you are so fight it um, push those thoughts aside go and get help be the best you can deal with the pain deal with your trauma and I just think a beautiful life awaits you when you can actually be pay I mean who doesn't want to be pain free who doesn't want to have clear minds that don't play this whatever's happening to your life all over again and everybody deserves that so if you're out there and you're somebody that needed to hear this just remember that you're loved, you're special, you're important, you're amazing, you're brilliant, you're fantastic, and you deserve the best. Yes. Give yourself the unconditional love that you desire. Ah, okay. So with that, uh, my only other reminder to our listeners is to please make sure you check the show notes because I will be adding Shaisa's links in there so you can connect with her whenever you need and whenever you are ready for it. And until we connect next time, I just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy. 